Hey, what's up? My name is DeAndra Kiera. And this is Natasha Amina. And you are tuned in to a long-awaited episode of Just Let It Glow. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you, well, guys. Just in time for the holidays. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so oh, while y'all nice. are like, so happy Thanksgiving. So happy while y'all are listening to this, I hope y'all are like cooking, cleaning, getting ready to get you know, be around the family, ignore the family, whatever gets you through today. <laughs> Absolutely. So definitely grateful for y'all to have your support. And I hope you're excited about this. Yeah. New we appreciate episode. your patience. We really do. <laughs> I, you know, it was just a lot of other things going on, y'all. So I appreciate it. Everybody being patient with me. Yeah. something. Wow, yeah, things. life was lifing, but we're good. We're here, so that's all that matters. All right. Um, how have you been? Uh, life is lifing. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I'm I can't complain to be totally honest. Uh, you know, just enjoying, um, anticipating the Christmas holiday. That's everybody. Well, most people I know's favorite. Do you take? Um, are you taking time off for Christmas? Um, I always take off like um a couple couple days after. But yeah. I don't know what day it falls on this year, so I don't it's even know. It's on a know. Sunday. So we automatically probably get Monday. So yeah, I probably take off. Monday. Um Yeah, I probably take off and just work like one day or something yeah. like that. I like taking off the lid. Like I can't do it this year because y'all know I started a new job. But right. usually I love taking off the last two weeks of the year. Mm-hmm. Because it's really like you're not really doing much work. Right. Everything kind of is back on a back burner until the end of the year. And you're kind of just there. And also it's like it's I think it's a best way to like relax, relate, release, you know? Right. After being like, cause you know, this holiday season you bust your ass no matter what industry you're in. Yeah. Everything has a deadline, so and it's bills just, don't fucking stop. They don't care about the Christmas. Don't stop. They don't give a fuck about no holiday, nothing. The like, bills so, don't absolutely. stop. That's exactly because the rent men want their money on the first. Yeah, they don't give a damn. They Maybe the second because the bank's going to be closed. <laughs> right. But, but what's yeah. going on with you? How have you been? What I've been really out? good. I've, I've honestly, I can't, I can't complain, you know. Um, things with work has been really great. I'm really starting to like really understand everything. Um, I I didn't talk to y'all after my birthday. I had a really great birthday. Oh yeah. Yeah. How was your, um, how was your brunch? It was fun. We had a really good time. All my friends and family, well, my friends are like my family. So all my family was there. Um, we really had a good time. And then a fight broke out. (laughs) That was us. Other people? Other, <laughs> other people. Say. Oh, okay. But oh, we wow. were all safe and we had fun, you know. Philadelphia for you, right? You could be in Old City and be like, oh, yeah, we out the riffraff. And then it's Was the it girls or guys? <laughs> Both. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, yes, wow. wait. I'm gonna have to start blogging because I swear the things that happen when I'm out and about, like it's literally my life's a sitcom, <laughs> like right. a literal sitcom. Right. But um, yeah. So I did that, um, and that was fun. Everybody came out, had a good time. You said the you had ate there before, right? 
No, that was our first time. The food was really, really good. Yeah. Oh, what did you get? <laughs> That's what, what I care about. I got. What I think I got some eat? pasta, like some type of pasta. It was good. Okay. Like some Rasta pasta. That was good. Everybody, food was really good. Nobody complained about the food. So if y'all That's in good. Philly, um, visit Cray Taste in Old City and let them know the girls from Just Let It Glow sent you. I actually, mm. somebody else sent me there. Her name is Rachel. She's um, a friend of mine. She does review food reviews. Okay. So she actually reviewed them. So that made me want to go try it. So actually follow Ray Taylor on um, Instagram. And that's who told me. I think you could search the Instagram R-A-E sent you. So Ray sent you their hashtag. And she has a lot of different restaurant reviews. So definitely check her out. Um but that's how I found out about it. But we had a really good time. And then the next day, I was I had to work because y'all know I had no time right now. I just started a new job. So yeah. I had to go to work. I was in the office. And um, one of my friends just texted me. My friend Shanice was like, hey, you want to go to a Sixers game tonight? Oh. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So um, we went to the Sixers game, brought in my birthday pretty much with her. Oh, that um, nice. We was on a floor, honey. Really? <laughs> Not the real floor. We was like a few rooms behind the floor. But I mean, we, we was on the floor. Look, you wasn't was in those floor. days, right? <laughs> yeah, so how was it? Floor. I've never been to a game. It was fun. We had a really good time. You know, you know, we're like the glamour girls. So <laughs> we was right. there looking cute. <laughs> Was it it was fun. There? They actually won. They won. Oh, yeah, cool. and I actually gotta tell you, I meant to. I gotta tell you something off air because you know one thing about it, I never realized how how certain stuff in Philly is. You know how like you see people on social media, but then when you go in there, you're like, oh okay, <laughs> right. That is weird. If you want to see who's sleeping with who, that's the place to go. To the game? Yep. <laughs> oh. Who's creeping okay. with her? Also, it's very funny because I'm always like, you know, the girl bosses in the city, everybody like, oh, yeah, they want to do these brunches and tell you all how they made their money, right? But they always leave out the man with the money. Right. <laughs> and that is how you see the man with the startup money, if you get what I'm saying. So. Oh. Well, I guess maybe I need to start going to basketball games then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I had a blog... I would if you run like a blog, like a Philly baseball blog. I think you definitely should go to Sixers games. Oh wow! Because you get all the tea. <laughs> wow, that's damn uh, interesting. But yeah, I had a really fun birthday. To be honest, I really, really did. November's been that's great good. thus far. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. So, what else is going on with me or this messy ass world? <laughs> the, with the topics at hand. Let's get into it. So being as though we were off, I kind of been like on social media and stuff, just seeing different things that's been happening. And you know, I don't I don't think me and Natasha talk about stuff like on a surface level. We always just talk about things just on a deeper level, like use things that are happening as a canvas to have a real conversation. And yeah. one of the things I had stopped watching Love and Hip Hop, and I know you don't watch it, right? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but there was a clip where um, Little Scrappy was kind of um, had a confrontation with his mom, and you kind of see him break down a lot. And 
he's just basically what happened was he went to confide in his mom and every time he does she goes to the blogs or she creates a rumor and tells people he feels as if he doesn't have a safe space okay and she was saying that she makes him live in his truth when she does that and he was saying like she causes disharmony like in his family and it kind of spiraled into conversation about his upbringing and if you watch the show, are you familiar with Mama D or Scrappy? You know that she was a pimp <laughs> um, when he was growing up and that she, you know, hustled and stuff. Mm. And she kind of always wore it as a badge of honor. And you never really see Scrappy. He always talked about how, you know, his mom had them in the best of the best or um, he wouldn't have been able to have his career if it wasn't for her. So he definitely... But you never really see him get upset about his childhood. So in the clip, he's expressing like how it felt to grow up basically in a whole house, like in a brothel where he's like, you know, him and his sister couldn't sleep in their beds because there were people having sex in it. Oh, I didn't know it was all that. Yeah. And then he was like 12 years old sleeping in his mom's bed because it was people having sex in his room. And that he hear, you know, hear sounds, see men mm. coming in and out, different women, you know, some type of abuse, substance abuse. And that it wasn't until he was an adult that he realized that that wasn't normal. And that the reason why he work, makes things work with his wife now is because he never want his kids to grow up like that. And then now that he has children, he sees how precious they are. He can't understand why his mom would have him in an environment like that. And in the clip, I got irritated in the original clip because his mom, she just there's no dis, there's no connection of life there. She just says a lot of little, you know how she does pimp talk, like yeah. a whole bunch of quotes, a whole bunch of riddles. And she just was not list. She just tells people what they wanted to hear. But she didn't, and I knew in the clip that she didn't take it serious. Then she went on social media to talk about how he acted weak and talked about his wife and just a lot. And it just made me think, like, have you ever thought about that? Like the person, like the kids that had to grow up in a life, in a house like that? Mm, well, I know that Richard Pryor talked about that. Like mm-hmm. that was a big part of his upbringing mm-hmm. was um, being raised in the whole house. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that it was to that extent. Like I mm-hmm. knew that she was a pimp, but I didn't. I thought she, it, I hate to say it like this, but like it was outsourced. Like no, she was, for sure. Like, like she was had escorts or something. Yeah, like or you at least had like a motel and like some type of hookup with somebody where mm-hmm. you know she would go there or whatever and at a discounted rate. I didn't know that her children were seeing this because for one, that's a liability as, as far as her kids are concerned. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, are you watching every step of the way? Like, I. You know, hopefully neither one of them were ever, you know, assaulted in any way or even uh, an intent was made to because mm-hmm. that's an, that's a very sick environment. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I just feel like Mama D makes for good TV. And I think that some people, once they get that touch of mm-hmm. uh, limelight or whatever, they're 15 minutes, they don't know how to turn it off. And I mean, one thing I will say, she know how to keep her name relevant. 
She know mm-hmm. how to, you know, get people talking. She is good with one-liners and stuff like that. But I do understand uh, his point in regards to, like, you know, you put everything out there on social media. Then you purposely, like, you know, saying things on live with Shay Johnson, who you know what I used to talk to, and that was a whole thing. So it's like you just being extra messy. And then because the clip that you had sent me, mm-hmm. wasn't she saying, like, Bambi's mom was on drugs and stuff? Yeah, she was just saying, she was like, oh, you're mad at me because I was a pimp, but, you know, your wife's mother was a drug addict. And the thing about that is, how do you, like, yeah, she was a drug addict, but maybe her mother is apologetic about the atmosphere that she placed her in, the lifestyle that she placed her child in. You lack empathy. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And I think that's the real issue. And I had watched another clip from the reunion and he was trying to like be vulnerable and talk to her. And you could tell like he loves his mom, you know, and he was, they hadn't talked for about four months, but she, it was just all for show to me. There was no real genuine anything. She didn't understand what he was talking about. All she felt was, you know, I did what I had to do. And she just kept saying, like, quotables, like, just uh, just reiterating quotes, but not really, like, showing any empathy. And I don't yeah. think that she's able to. Yeah. What was I, the, um, the other mom's name? What was the one? Um, Jim Jones' mom? No. The other one um, that was on Atlanta, too, that... Um, Tommy was messing with her son. What was oh, her name again? I forgot her name. But she was the same way to me. Like, mm-hmm. I think that certain women, um, they, you know, certain personalities, I guess, just like, you know, they say like black women can be more defensive, more uh, confrontational than other races because on a daily basis, you know, we always have to be alert, aware, like you said, like, you at your, after your brunch, like, you know, oh, a fight broke out. That shit could have went real left. So you're always on fight or flight, right? I feel like when it comes to them, those type of women, when they put themselves in, like, male-dominated, you know, mm-hmm. illegal things, mm-hmm. that they do lack that. Like, they just, they're look, they look at life like men. Like, okay, well, at least I provided for you, for you. And I understand to a certain extent what she mean. Like, okay, well... You know, you had a, a, a rough upbringing, but so did she. And like some people don't want to um, admit that, OK, maybe it was fucked up. It's more so, well, at least you're here now. That's all I, I feel like. She yeah, kept that's kind of like, what she sees. It's like, oh, but it was my money that put you in football. My money that started your career. And he acknowledges right. that. I think what she does, she has a lack of acknowledgement is. The reason what he's saying is how he didn't he has all these traumas and he's hard and he tries to go to her for to be vulnerable and his wife because of her upbringing she's she's very hard as well mm-hmm. and then what he said was when I want to break down I can't go to you because you're too hard and I can't go to my wife because she's too hard and you're creating more issues for his household, you know? Oh, yeah. She don't respect his uh, wife at all. No. But she never did. She didn't respect the baby mom either. She doesn't, yeah. She doesn't respect. <laughs> she has, like, a real thing. Like, she has 
I don't know. It's that weird, you know, that shit that some single mothers do with their sons, where it's kind of like you think that's your man or something. It's not. It just made me really um, sad because I always think of, I used to, y'all know I write and I started writing a story that's kind of similar, like somebody with a similar upbringing in Scrappies. Mm-hmm. And because I knew somebody like that and I didn't know them personally, but I saw them from a distance and I always wondered, like, who did this person become later in life? Right. You know, what is the type of shit you see? Because when you can think about it, like, maybe he didn't see people having sex, but imagine trying to sleep and it's, you have a four bedroom house. You can't sleep in your own bed. You and your sister got to sleep in your mama bed at 12 or something. And you hear nothing but like, People coming in and out, moaning and groaning and different. But, like, I mean, but so what about chaotic. even sleeping in that bed after that's all done? Yeah, that that's disgusting. what I'm saying. Like you are <laughs> constantly. It, it, it was just like a deeper conversation that he's just constantly him and his sister were constantly violated. There was mm. no safe space, so he has no safe space ever. And when he talks to you and he's trying to tell you things that's going on in his marriage. You interrupt that safe space again. Right. So it just made me be like, like, damn, that's kind of crazy. And it I don't know. I'm I just feel like I gained empathy for him a little bit more. You know, not that I had an issue with Scrappy, but right. just to learn sometimes people's struggles, you just like, damn, that's some crazy shit. And like, also too, a, I feel like he gotta learn. Well, go ahead. No, no, um, no, no, no. Go ahead. Um, I was just gonna say, I feel like he knows that about his mom, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, I've been guilty of this too with um, people in my life. If you keep reiterating the same thing and there's no change, then you mm-hmm. look crazy, right? Mm-hmm. So my thing is, Scrappy, stop trying to convince. You're trying to break a barrier that's it's un- you're not going to be able to get through. That woman yeah. is like in her 60s, maybe? Or really? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, she got to be in her 60s. Like, she, if she ain't get it by now, she ain't going to never get it. Remember Yala said that? No, but I know she Yala was saying a lot like, of stuff. It's a clip because y'all is how she says it. I just love it's her. hilarious. But it's this clip with this girl. The mom gave the daughter away and kept all the sons. And but they wind up getting taken away. Oh, yeah, too. I remember that. I and remember she that said, one. You want a mother? And the daughter said, Yeah. And Yala said, Well, you're not gonna get one. Absolutely. Because she's not a mother. <laughs> right. And you're Absolutely. Not, like you'll never get the mother you deserve. Ever. And you have to learn to accept it. And I think that's you that's the part that Scrappy needs to focus mm-hmm. on, like, you know, therapeutically or or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, accepting the fact that I'm gonna have to love her regardless and for who she is and not who I want her to be. Like, and, and it's a hard pill to swallow. I trust you me, I have been there. But I don't know. I feel like at some point it's only hurting you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, it just is. And I hope, too, though, um, that he also looks at his behaviors and Mm -hmm. holds himself accountable when, you know, his kids may see things on social media. Because I don't forget when he disrespected his baby mom real bad on that damn show. And he Mm -hmm. was calling her out her name. You act like you was trying to kind of fight her, talking about how she had roaches in her crib. I remember all of that. And I'm like, well, damn. I remember thinking at the time, like, isn't that your daughter's mom? Like, that's kind of, that's kind of odd. Like, so, you know, there is no perfect parent, but he just needs to learn to 
focus on something else. Like, I don't know. This is still love and hip hop. Yeah. It's love um, and hip hop. But yeah, I think that he's also, I, I think from the show, it would just sound like he's trying to work through everything. And I hope he does apologize to Erica and talk to his daughter. And I think that him being a little bit vulnerable about his upbringing and how certain things bother him and how it has manifested to now because a lot of shit and I feel like a lot of stuff I learned through therapy it was stuff I realized this year that I didn't know traumatized me and I like you know and it wasn't even always you know the people in your family it's people outside right right and once you start working through the, through those things, you start realizing why you do certain things, why you are the way you are. Um, so hopefully he starts to realize, you know, why he picked the woman he chose, why he disrespected them. Because it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. I definitely gained like some empathy about it, especially when people start to realize their traumas. I think he probably never thought anything of it. Until, I don't know. I feel like you know, I've seen this conversation with him before. I know he's a crier. A lot of men don't normally cry like that, but he's one of the few yeah, that seem comfortable uh, on the national TV to cry, which is fine. Like that man cried. Yeah, it's, it's fine, but I'll say I feel like um, he's just more sensitive than I, it seems like the women that he interacts with. Maybe that's why he chose me because tri- it's subconsciously yeah. kind of like his mom. Like somebody that's super hard. And I think like even with B&B, you know, growing up in Compton, growing up with like, a you know, a mother that's drug addicted, that's a type of trauma and a type of guard that you have to build up that I don't think, you know, most people even take in consideration. And yeah. even just, and that's why I say like um, our generation, like black people, me and my friend Allison had this conversation after we saw um, Wakanda Forever. But Black Americans, we have so much trauma and we're doing the best we fucking can with what we had. And there's oh. really just it. There's generations and it's going to be more generations after us that's still going to feel the, the effects of a lot of shit because mm-hmm. we have literally was had nothing and really tried to do something and we had fucking traumas that no one else has ever really had to deal with and magnitude you know definitely like if you really be honest if you had a room a bunch of random you know black people different careers ask them how many someone in close proximity was drug addicted or Mm. or went to jail for drugs or something you know maybe all of us would raise our hands so yeah, it's just a lot, but yeah, yeah, it just gave me uh, it just made me think a little bit, you know, like ugh. yeah. Next on, yeah, I hope they do too. I hope she's able. The toxic parenting is just she just it doesn't seem like she's ready to hear, and I hear a lot of times, you know, with family members, no one wants to hear the truth. They just yeah. want to move forward because they think like, oh, you know, but you're fine now. And it's like, I'm maintaining, you know, yeah. I'm working through these things. But to try to, you know, deny how I feel or to minimize, minimalize it is a lie. <laughs> right. So um, next, Chris Brown. 
So Chris Brown was set to perform during the American Music Awards this past Sunday. Um, he was going to do like within his performance a mini tribute to our um so I was gonna say R. Kelly to Michael Jackson's 40th anniversary of Thriller. Mm-hmm. And CBS pulled the plug. And he posted what would have been an amazing performance and said that it was for unknown reasons. It has been a it's nothing that has been like super determined what was the reason. It has been rumored because CBS stated that they didn't want a convicted domestic violence abuser honoring an alleged child abuser. Where mm. <laughs> we'll get to that, but <laughs> then it was he could perform his music, but to leave the Michael Jackson thing out, it just was a lie. Then, um, he won for best, I believe, best male R&B artist, and Kelly Rowland presented it. And when she said announced that he was the winner, the crowd booed, and she kind of like quieted them down, told them to chill out, and just said that she would. He's an amazing talent, and it basically she'll accept the um, award on his behalf. And I just love Kelly. She did it very gracefully. Mm. And she's been on a roll. I'm just feeling the whole everything. Yeah, she's been really like reading the folks down. Therapy is a bad bitch. I'll tell you yeah, that. Yeah, she is very classy with it. Very classic, but she's very re. She's reading the girls down, but. <laughs> Um, afterwards, she received a lot of backlash, like, oh, you're protecting a child abuser, and da 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 what do you, What's your opinion? Um, a child abuser? So you're talking about Michael Jackson? I mean, she's defending a domestic violence abuser by defending Chris Brown. Well, I could have sworn, didn't, when he came back out, he did a tribute to Michael Jackson after the Rihanna thing. I don't remember what award show it was. It was the BET Awards. He did... It was his death anniversary, so it was one okay. year after his death. He did a tribute, so and this year is the forty because it's on the AMAs. It was the fortieth anniversary of Thriller this year. Well, I don't, I don't. Well, I'll say this: I don't understand how anything could have to do in a negative for Michael Jackson if they were honoring Michael Jackson. Right? Mm-hmm. That don't really sound like that would be an issue. But I don't even know, like that Chris Brown stuff to me. I mean, they have they can do what they choose to do. I feel like it's unfortunate that certain things that you have um, done in the past is going to always haunt you. I mean, it could be a good thing. It could be a bad. I can see both sides. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like, well, I mean, it's their choice. You know, I, Chris has been low key ever since that incident. Well, after the the Good Day America incident, I feel like I didn't hear nothing like that. But I don't know. I just... I don't really have any feelings. I think that people have the right to feel how they feel. Like I, you know, I've personally experienced relatives that's been abused more than one. And I I will never fuck with them. Like the men, I don't care if they was a celebrity, if they was a regular Mm -hmm. person, I don't fuck with them. So, you know, it just is what it is. But a lot of people can overlook that and say, well, you know, Chris Brown is a good entertainer. And so I don't know. I mean... It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. But but they also pick. They have picks too. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Like everybody yeah. has picks. So I agree. I here's the thing with me. I feel like black artists have to do black shit. 
<laughs> you know what mm. I mean? When I was growing up, yeah, I watched the American Music Awards, but you know what I watched? I watched those black award shows. Yeah. You know, we had Aretha way more. Fucking Franklin, Janet Jackson, Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston. They were mm. always at those big black shows, the Soul Train Awards, the Lady of Soul Awards. Right. You know, BET is now, you know, they sold to like a white company. There's no black space. Right. Create your own space. Diddy is majority owner of Revolt. Put these shows on Revolt. Take them off BET because now at this point is not black owned. Take control of the narrative. Y'all want to see Chris Brown? Chris Brown perform. Chris Brown, show your ass up at black spaces. Perform. You should have performed that there because at this point they're picking and choosing when they want to deal with you. They're picking right. and choosing which parts of you they want to deal with. To even say, because of Michael Jackson being an alleged child abuser, the word is alleged, and y'all have literally honored actual child abusers like freaking Elvis. So, like, let's be honest. So, was he getting honored or he wasn't getting honored? I didn't even watch the show. I think that they were doing an honor. I know they did an honor to Lionel Richie. I think Chris Brown took it upon himself to do his own. On, like it, he he already had a, a performance, and within that performance, he was going to have like a, a a period of time where he did a tribute to Michael Jackson, like an oh, interlude. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay, independently. Yeah, oh, okay. independently, like a part of his performance. Okay. But the thing is, you know, the way I see it, and I I definitely don't uphold Chris Brown in the right. I don't. I know what he did to Rihanna was disgusting, you know, all of that stuff. However, mm. he was 19. He p- did convicted from it. We haven't heard him abuse, physically abuse another woman, you know, mentally, that's up in the air. But right. physically, <laughs> you know, since then, he's 34, 35 right now. He was 19 at that point. At this point, either y'all gonna forgive him or he, or, or you're not. It's no right. up or down. It's to me, it's is disgusting to keep saying, "Oh, you know, he was an abuser and he did he beat her up and you know all of that," and then say, "Oh, okay, but because we want ratings, we want you to perform this time." Oh right. yeah, you can do it this time, but don't do this. Stop doing that shit. Either you forgive the man or you don't. But well, why would he be and, asked anyway if there was an issue? That's the part that I'm a little that, like. Is so people part, just speculating that that's the reason, but they just don't know? It was so nothing has been said officially. There's okay. been a lot of rumors and it's been a lot of speculation from inside sources, but nothing has been determined. They just keep saying it for unknown reasons, but there has yet to be like a real definite reason as to why he was not asked. But it doesn't take a rocket scientist to kind of figure out what the issue is. And if that's the issue, stand on it. Black artists, all of you. And it's funny because JD had just said it. You know, he went to the Soul Train Awards a couple of weeks ago when they were honoring Escape. And he said, it's unfortunate that I don't see enough R&B artists at the Soul Train Awards, it's because y'all want to be accepted into spaces that don't accept your music unless it's on a white face. 
Mm. And it is what it is. Start taking y'all asses back to the Soul Train Awards. Start actually doing these big performances during the BET Awards, even though BET is owned by a white man now, but still. Right. <laughs> it's a black right. space. Mm. Diddy, you got your, your network. Come up with a Revolt Award show. Let's give yeah. people their shine. Let's give people their flowers. Let's do an honors, the BET honors and everything like that. Y'all have to start showing up and stop trying to get accepted by mainstream America because they're picking and choosing when they want to accept you at this point, specifically when y'all fuck up. Mm. Now, if this, if you and your heart don't want to forgive Chris Brown, I say don't like shit. Cause if you hit my cousin, sister, like you said, I would never like you. I don't give a fuck if you was 16 when you did it. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. But it's also like, don't pick and choose when to attack this man. And to me, Chris Brown, while he has been successful, his career took a big blow and he would never be as successful as his trajectory was prior to that incident. Yeah, he made a good comeback though. I was actually he made really a good shocked. enough comeback. That, that he definitely really made a good, good enough comeback. But he could be Chris Brown. Honestly, should be at Beyonce levels of stardom. Yeah, he could have been way higher. You know what I mean? Rihanna levels of stardom, but it's, it's just you know I think he has definitely paid back, and you know. It's just, it's just abusive. Now y'all abusing an abuser. Like, yeah, because I'm thinking of choosing. I just, I don't know. I guess I'm just, I should have really looked into that because it's just, that don't make sense It just me. don't make sense. It's like, like, either have them or don't. Like, but no, no, I feel like it's not what people think it is. Because like, if he had a whole performance and he was already yeah. ass, I don't see, like, if it's already set in stone, it sounds like some other shit happened. Yeah, it don't sound so like it's your reputation. Yeah, so from the speculations, they're saying it's not the award show, it's the network because it's owned by Disney. And okay. that is more so about politics and PC, I guess, of having someone that was convicted as an abuser honoring someone that is an alleged child abuser. So it's more so the Michael Jackson part of it. Um, but wasn't Walt Disney considered anti-Semite? Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Walt Disney was, was allegedly. allegedly. They said it's he a was lot an anti-Semite. Yeah, there's a lot of allegations regarding Walt that Disney. <laughs> well, they're trying to get rid of that black man there anyway, but it, that's neither in or there. I don't, it might be. You know, it's just. That's like you said. I don't know. I, it's just you know, too. Brown, it's just, he just had to know this is always going to follow him. It's going to it's keep going, following him. It's, it's and never that's going to die. Like, they Sorry. may going to be in the grave. God forgive me. And they're going to say, that's the, like they did Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the first thing that comes up in white media. Oh, yep. yeah. And they're going to keep showing that picture over and over and over again. Yep. And it's unfortunate because it's like at this point, y'all, I just keep saying the same thing. And I said this to Beyonce when they wouldn't give her that Grammy for Lemonade. Stop going to these spaces. I said this to Beyonce. (laughs) Stop going to these spaces. Create your own, support your own, support the people that listen to your music. You know, your core fans were not watching the AMAs. Sorry to tell you. We would have all caught that performance on Instagram because I damn sure wasn't watching that shit. I don't even have regular TV. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's sad because it's honestly I feel like it just boils down to the the bag is way bigger 
unfortunately, on those other platforms. Mm-hmm. It's just, and that's just the way it was set up. Again, like you said about Black people, it's a lot of trauma, and this is one of them. This is it. And it's <laughs> like, really, this is, you, it's no other way around right? it. There's no other way around like, it. it. Y'all want to do the chicken circuit, chitlin circuit, or y'all want to do national stuff? But like, it's just, it's yeah, a shame. It's, it's not on a cable network. It's on regular TV. It's prime time. It's mm-hmm. ad space. It's money. Mm-hmm. It's things like that. But at this this point, if y'all just y'all need to have a Black Hollywood Coalition thing, and y'all need to pull your resources and pull your numbers and not show up, your fans watch these shows because you are there. Beyonce, stop performing at the Grammys. They don't want to give you a Grammy, but they want your viewership. Pull away, don't show up. Chris okay. Brown, Go pull, they don't want to let you perform how you want to. Pull away and support your own. Take your viewership back. Let them deal with low views and everything else, and then they'll change their mind. But and keep you know it consistent. What? I could have sworn. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'm not even going to go there. But like you said, they pick and choose because I know Dr. Jerry was at the Super Bowl. <laughs> And nobody said a word. And nobody I remember him hitting that reporter and other allegations that people he have come out and said. currently has allegations exactly. with his divorce. Exactly. <laughs> and before that. So I'm very confused about if if this is Disney saying this. Because I know that they own uh, those spaces as well. But that's neither here nor there, child. That's a shame. You know, Chris, at least Kelly Rowland accepted it. I'm glad that she did it with Grace. And get off and Kelly Rowland. Yeah, that was a whole child. Don't that play whole with her situation. Play that, with a lot of people. Don't play with her. And I loved her interview, but I, I know that's not on the agenda. I can wear. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I I really love Kelly. I feel like she is PR gold. Like she's just. Mm-hmm. It don't even seem like she, whatever coaching she had years ago. That shit is still embedded that's in her. Some stuff that she they know how to do now. that. Absolutely not. Like yeah, she definitely knows how to. You know handle herself so yeah that's unfortunate yeah all right let's see how we are on time pretty okay we're doing good you want to yeah. start let's talk about RHOP first and then we'll okay. get into yeah, the other the one serious thing yeah. all right oh that pissed me off so big RHOP has consistently pissed me off since it's been Bitcoin mm-hmm. which is y'all if y'all don't speak real housewives real housewives <laughs> of Potomac <laughs> right mm, child Mm-mm-mm. I'm waiting for you to say it. Okay, so <laughs> it pissed me off. I was gonna let you go because you, you know, this shit. shit. Mm. <laughs> um, all right. What first pissed me off is Giselle's allegations about mm. being uncomfortable with Chris Bassett, which is Candace Bassett, Dillard, Candace Dillard Bassett's husband. So during the reunion last year, Chris, she asked Chris. She asked Chris why he was upset. She was, he was like, I'll talk to you about it. She was like, well, come to my room. We'll talk. Da, 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 da. They have always been around Chris. They have hung out with Chris. Chris has cooked food for them. Mm-hmm. She later um, states after something else that somebody thought, Ashley thought that Chris was going to hit on her when she he slid in her DM, which he really just replied to a story. I hated that they said slid in yeah, her Yeah, I don't DM. like that they said. So he stupid. replied to her story and was just like, oh, y'all should have came to the W because they were out and about at a club. 
And he's the general manager of the W, which has a restaurant just like the one in Philadelphia. We have a rooftop bar and they're trying to get more people to come there. She then made it a, you know, she felt, she said something to Candace about it. They squashed it. Giselle decides to say, oh, well, he's just a little too friendly because I was uncomfortable when he wanted to talk to me in my room. Mm, mm, mm. Then, (laughs) uh, then this week they're saying that he touched someone's butt, but the girl, but Ashley never said that. And Mm. they just added stuff to it. And I just don't understand why Giselle is allowed to do these things. Like, you're blatantly lying. You're Mm, saying mm. these egregious things about this woman's husband. And then you act as if that isn't isn't a cause for concern. Like, oh, you're just making it bigger than what it is. I just said I was uncomfortable. As a woman, you have to understand, you have to be very serious about when you say these things on a public platform. She knows exactly what she was doing. She knew exactly what the fuck she was doing. Just oh, like I was did. alone in my room that, that and she I knew thought Mike Glam was there. And then you said, then she said, oh, maybe we should keep the door open. He said, okay, left the door open and continued to talk. To come back months later and say you're uncomfortable is weird. Mia, you want to say that he was staring at you. That man didn't look twice at you. Weird. Oh, oh. <laughs> like, to say that Ashley said that he touched her friend's butt and Ashley never said that is weird, you know? Mm, mm. Like, I just, I, 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 I'm i tired of Giselle. <laughs> oh, I'm robbing this way higher. Oh, yeah, yeah, Giselle, yeah. Girl. Oh, yeah. We're going to get into robbing old bulky ass. <laughs> oh, mm, them big ass uh, shoulders. Yeah, I can't with the Giselle thing. This is my thing with, um, you know, that whole commentary, like you said, what Giselle said. She knew what she was doing. Y'all know what y'all implying. Like, Kenya did. Mm-hmm. One Real Housewives of Atlanta, um, and even Marlo, you know, kind of made reference to, you know, men aggressively confronting her. I am so over black women. Y'all fucking know what the media tries to portray us as. I'm, sorry, y'all. I'm so sorry. The male man is here. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Kyra want to be a part of the show so big. Yeah, he's giving, uh, he's barking like a pit bull, but trust you me, he ain't about that. So anyway, <laughs> he not. I love him, but he not. But my thing is, y'all know what y'all are doing. It's very intentional. For you to say, oh, well, I felt, um, I was very, very uncomfortable. So what the fuck did you want him to do? Like what? So what was supposed to happen? Did you try to leave the room and he didn't let you? Because it's very confusing to me. And that's why when Candace said, even though, you know, I don't particularly care for her. I do agree with her when she said, you're the reason why women don't fucking get um, respected when they speak the fuck up. Because now you're playing around with semantics when it comes to, oh, mm-hmm. well, I felt uncomfortable. Well, why the fuck didn't you leave them, bitch? Was he holding you hostage? Was was he saying, "Oh, I want to, uh, yeah, let's do this"? You, he didn't say he said anything like that. Well, but you, you know what? Invi- I realized? That was her room that he invited her to. So to say, "Oh, well, he knew my glam left." That man didn't know your glam team left. That was you stupid as shit. Y'all both was on the stage. Like you acted like you didn't. Even- What's so crazy is she said initially, "I didn't realize." I remember her saying, "I didn't know my my glam left." I thought they were there, and then I was uncomfortable when I got in there. Okay, so what was he supposed to do? You should have just said, okay, well, instead of opening the door, let's just walk out. This man didn't say shit to you. Like, he didn't say nothing to you. I just feel like you, unfortunately with Giselle, I realize people like her, and like you talked about their fourth wall before, right? 
we all know certain people, they pick and choose on reality shows who they want to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Who's the person that's always going to stir the pot, right? But I feel like with Giselle, it's like, yeah, you you all about the ratings and everything. You want to keep that check going. But you go so far beyond what's acceptable. And I feel like that's where Candace fucked up at. Because you mm-hmm. knew that she was like that. And that's and I, and I don't feel sorry for her. You knew she was fucking like that. And mm-hmm. it was like, oh, it was okay when it was every fucking body else. Now the mm-hmm. fucking fingers is being pointed at you because she does not respect people's marriages. I do believe her and Robin are miserable women. I, I really feel like that in my heart. Like, y'all just seem very unhappy to me. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's worse than mean girls. Like, these are grown-ass women. It's it's pathetic at this point. But, okay, yeah. I'm off my soapbox. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I agree with everything you said. I, I totally agree. And I just feel like, just to... It's just weird because to say like, oh, I don't want to be comfortable and y'all making Chris, this Chris Bassett thing so big, but y'all did not do that with Michael Darby. Mm, y'all are super comfortable around Michael Darby and we're not even going to get into that. Look up Michael Darby mm-hmm. if y'all not familiar with the show. He is super creepy and he has done things continuously. And I kind of was irritated because I'm like, Ashley... See, this is what you, Ashley, you you be trying to act like you don't stir the pot, and you do. Oh, and absolutely. now this thing has gotten bigger than what you thought, and you can't tell me that y'all didn't plot, plot this, but it mm-hmm. just didn't. Every time y'all plot, it doesn't land correctly the way y'all want to, and it winds up, you know, you know, kicking y'all in the ass in the end. Mm-hmm. But now, let's get into rapping. <sighs> Robin does not need to be a housewife. I was going to start watching. I was so mad. I said, I'm going to start watching this because I'm getting too involved. Upset. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, but to me, Robin does not. Robin has never needed to be a housewife. I agree. I feel like she has never really produced like a real storyline. Nope. I feel like there's nothing ever been interesting about her individually. Nope. There's nothing memorable about her individually on Absolutely. this show. Absolutely. And literally, you have done nothing but kiss Giselle's ass. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, Giselle barely needs to be a housewife her damn self. She just she doesn't mind immersing herself in a drama. Mm-hmm. That's why she's a housewife and kicking stuff off. That's why. She's a producer's pet. You are her mm-hmm. pet. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> So, originally, this is the first thing that pissed me off with Robin. I'm all for if you don't like someone, you do not have to place yourself around them Mm. at all, you know? However, I'm a very respectable person. Like, I'm very respectful. Mm. And I just, it's certain things that I just would not do because it's just, it's nasty. Absolutely. And I feel like I don't have to go out my way for, to let someone know that at every turn that I don't like them. It it's be... antagonistic, ironically. Uh, yeah. But go ahead, I'm listening. We're going to say that word quite a few times. Every time y'all hear antagonistic, take a shot off that drink y'all got at Thanksgiving. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, so the first thing that I did not like was when she decided to invite everyone's children to that family day and purposely exclude Wendy. It was like, and the face she made was like, no, I'm not inviting her. And it's not about inviting her. You wanted to do a family day with kids and y'all are in this friend group filming this show and you 
purposely exiled. She knew exactly what she was doing. Wendy's children. Which, to me, can also, like they said before, point out colorism because that's the only dark-skinned woman on the show with children. Mm, So now you got mm, all the little mm. light-skinned kids. They come to the park, huh? Mm, Okay. mm, mm, And then when Wendy said, my kids don't need to go, it's okay. She doesn't like me. My kids don't need to go. And I'm a stickler. If you don't like me, my kids don't need to go. That bitch knew damn well that she wasn't going to send her fucking kids with somebody else. Then to say, oh, yeah, well, because she looked stupid and everybody told her she sounded crazy and that it was wrong for her to do that, she then decided to ask if Candace can bring her kids, Wendy's children. When, Like Wendy said, she has a whole husband. Mm-mm-mm. Her whole husband could have brought them kids so that they can play with everybody if it was that deep. But, but it wasn't that deep. It wasn't that fucking deep. It wasn't deep. that deep. Like, you were being nasty and it backfired actually, on you. That's, that's, that, that's, what, that's my problem with the bitch. Like, I cannot stand a fucking woman that, like, you don't know how to be cordial. It's like, y'all just don't know how, it's like, there is no in between. Y'all either this way or that way. It's like, there is no maturity. And I, that's why mm-hmm. when people talk about age, it has nothing to do with fucking maturity. Maturity mm-hmm. is I can really not fuck with somebody and still be, oh, well, would you like to come and have, I can host and be, you know, have manners and cordial and all of that. You don't have to be fucking busting it up with that bitch. You don't have to sit there and tell her your life story. You ain't got to tell, talk about your personal business with other people around her, but mm-hmm. you can still be, it's just about decorum. And she totally, to me, and the fact that you, oh, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. And I'm like, you know what? You give me, um, she gives off somebody that is really, really unhappy in her mm-hmm. personal life. The more she, in, the more she um, acts, reacts on the show, it gives me, I'm serious. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, she's really not happy personally. She's not, because this is, it's a lot of projection. It's a lot of, you know, unnecessary. I, well, I'll let you get to the next point. Because I, I feel like this is intentionally being done, to be yeah. totally honest. So then the next part where she pisses most viewers off, they go to a, um, they then go to Miami and just to, I'm, I'm, go watch the show. What happens in Miami <laughs> is Mia and Wendy, because if we break it down, right. we're going to we be here all right, right, exactly. Wendy threw a drink. I mean, Mia threw a drink at Wendy. And Wendy did not hit her. Most people would have. She started mm-hmm. cussing her ass out, basically. Yeah. And Mia could not handle it. And while she's arguing with Mia, Robin and Giselle decides to reprimand Wendy for being antagonistic. Mm-hmm. And she's antagonizing Mia. Although Mia started the drama. And yeah. threw a drink at this woman for no reason because nothing said was that deep. At all. Literally, at all. Not, when I say she didn't even insult this woman, she said, just because that's what you do in your marriage, I don't do that in mine. Mm-hmm. Mind your business. She got upset and threw a drink. When what did she get upset for, though? Because wasn't her and her husband very open that they shared their bedrooms? Exactly. She wanted to to make it seem like Wendy was talking about her husband. No, Mia wanted a moment. Mia's a liar. You can we tell that, that she wanted it. Oh, yeah. oh I got Mia so much to say a... about her, too. Oh, yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. Mia wanted a moment, and she... Robin decides to pull her phone out 
and says, yeah, I'm recording this. You're being antagonistic. And if you don't want to fight, then shut up. But it's very funny that when Monique attacked Candace, mm. <laughs> they literally, well, I don't want to say attack. When, she, when Candace and Monique fought, they literally said to Monique that it's never a reason why she should have gotten physical. Right. Then, oh, they went out their way. You need security go, and everything. They, they didn't want to film with her. They need security. Yep. They didn't feel safe. She's unhinged and all of this other shit. Mm-hmm. Then Mia and Wendy are still going back and forth. Wendy, Mia then tries to hit Wendy with her purse. And the security guard, what he said, he's like, don't, told Wendy, don't be like them. She looks crazy. Yeah, you, she better you don't than even that. have to do that. You're better than us. And mm-hmm. that's ridiculous to sit there. And then they went to to make sure Mia was okay. Because mm-hmm. they said, can't hide their dislike for Wendy. They can't hide it. They're so mad because the season before she read them the fuck down. Mm-hmm. And that it's still, because it's so true, it hurts y'all so much. Right. It hurts y'all so much because she was telling the fucking truth. You bitches are miserable. Absolutely. They're just too miserable. And the worst thing is for two miserable people to become friends. Absolutely. Because it's just feeding off each other. Feeding off each That's other. They'll never is. get better. They'll That's never. All it is. And it, it's just disgusting. That fucking Mia bitch. I'm sorry. Because mm. she really. I already she didn't like her. the entire episode. And if so, my thing is with her. I didn't even like from the beginning when the way she was talking to her fucking friend. Mm, and I keep telling, and I've told y'all this before. This is the epitome of what the fuck I be talking about about when bitches act funny, especially around other people. I don't like shit like that. I really got a thing about it. it. Really rubs me the wrong way. I'd have cursed her out a long fucking time ago, and then I realized, oh, there really there is some tension there because she's talking about the friend is talking about her when Mia wasn't at the table. You don't even know these bitches for real, and you're telling them. And I don't even think like off the show. You really, you might have met one or two, but you don't really know them to say this on camera. Like, oh well, we probably wouldn't be friends if I didn't meet her a long time ago. Oh, okay, so there is issues there. Like, she does too much. I don't like that type of shit. I don't like. Don't try to embarrass me. She don't have deodorant. She don't have a toothbrush. She don't have this. Like, okay, you could have just said that bitch is never prepared. Like, that's all you had to say. Something simple like that. Mm -hmm. Like, girl, she need to borrow a brush and everything else. Like, you could have been real general and said some shit like that. Like, you just went. And to me, you could just tell it was all, that's the dynamic. Like, Mm -hmm. she's the one that says a lot. And this is the bitch that still stays there. And she shouldn't. Um, Which reminds me of the other thing that we, you know, going to talk about. But anyway. No, that whole thing reminded me of the next thing we're talking about. Right. So my thing is, like you said about um, the whole thing with Giselle and Robin, I believe in my heart of hearts that they are intentionally doing this. I feel like they Mm -hmm. are purposely antagonizing her, Wendy, to get her to be kicked off the fucking show. Y'all want her to react. And this bitch has other businesses to lose. Real shit. Like, real fucking shit going on. Not trying to belittle anybody else's entrepreneurial, you know, ventures that they're doing on the side. But this girl has a whole doctorate. Like, she can lose her license. It's all types. It's shit with that. And y'all fucking Mm -hmm. know it. Y'all know it, too. So it's like, oh, okay, you know, well, we're going to keep fucking with her. We're going to keep fucking with her because don't put your hands on me. And it's like, okay, well... To me, production, at some point, y'all need to be saying, okay, well, it's only so much shit that we want, you know, allow you to say, because I'm not going to keep holding back this grown ass woman. 
Damn, mm-hmm. you want me to hold her back? You need to hold your fucking tongue. If mm-hmm. I gotta hold her physically, you better hold your fucking tongue. Like these are grown fucking women. Mm-hmm. Robin irritates the fuck out of me. Like you said, I don't know why she's on the show. I have no. I, I keep trying to understand. Like, well, what does she? What does she bring to the table? Like, I don't care about her life. She's very boring to me. You know, it, it's just I don't know. It, it, to be honest, Real Housewives, you're supposed to have like a life of opulence. Mm. And girl, she sounds just as broke as the next. As some very basic. That. She look like she could work at my job, my old job, <laughs> my old job. How about that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, and you ain't fucking lying. And not on a high end, <laughs> on the low end. <laughs> Where was shit though? I remember like, that fucking townhouse they was in. Yeah, town. it's giving very much cubicle. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I just, the other thing too is I felt I already, before, like, I don't remember what was supposed to happen at the dinner. I don't think I've seen the previews, but when Wendy was just there by herself in general, I was thinking, I couldn't do this because I, I already knew. I said, she's really, she is really good at that because I'm not going to be, it's one thing to be like, you know, at work, at, you know, a party and my friend invited me and there's other people there that I don't like. But it's another thing for me to primarily be surrounded by people that I know be trying to fuck with me mm-hmm. and saying shit to me. Like, and I kept saying, I'm like, damn, okay, she's handling this well. You know, she's not saying anything. They say, making little comments. She's ignoring it. She ignored Robin mm-hmm. a little too much for me because I had been said something to that bitch. Hell out of Robin. Girl. She ignored the hell out of Robin. And what I'll say is this is that and I I did appreciate when Ashley was like, Oh no, you throw a drink on me and we throwing hands. Because they love <laughs> they love to pretend as if things are just like so egregious. Yeah, well they learned that from I feel like who they pass as. Like y'all mm-hmm. y'all taking that out of their playbook. That's not something exactly. and y'all know what the fuck y'all doing. Like that's what I mean. You know, it's one thing, you know, Robin. And and to me, she should have got her ass because it's like the second or third time you done stood the fuck up like you was about to do some shit. Mm-hmm. And you yelling and all that because I, I would have been term, I would have been diverting my attention from fucking me as dumbass and been like, all right, well, Robin, you know what? Since you seen the one attention so fucking bad, bitch, mm-hmm. throw your fucking hands up. Now I want, now I want you since mm-hmm. you have so much to fucking say because I'm like, that bitch is right across the table, Wendy. She right there. But that takes a <laughs> level of restraint. Oh, I respect that, that bitch. I, and I, I ain't really even fuck with her like that. I do now. I said, oh, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't have did that. I, ain't go, I couldn't have did it. I, I wouldn't have been able. I don't think, when, even though the drink didn't really get on her, my, I don't I don't know. I haven't been placed in situations like that. So I would just say, like, I would hope that I'm able to restrain. But I've never been, like, in a situation where somebody, like, physically tried to attack me and I didn't defend myself. I can't see too many people Because I think my natural that. reaction would not have been to, like, I'm glad she thought about everything mm-hmm. and how she would look and how they would make her. Because what if she, like, I don't think Wendy got hands for real, but what if she, like, you you hit her, you threw a drink on her, and she done tore your ass up, limb to limb. Well, I don't, damn sure don't think fucking me do. Yeah, but I'm just <laughs> saying, like, when you put your hands on somebody, you do know you're not necessarily all the, you know, really going to beat them up. Like, right. it's not guaranteed that you throw that. If you throw the first hit, that it's not guaranteed that you're going to be the victor. Right. Because if you hit Absolutely. me, if you hit me, 
Girl, I say this to another person, Karen. I absolutely, you know, I said this is why I always like Karen. Mm-hmm. See, she's the epitome of what I'm talking about. The bitch knows how to walk that line, be, you know, okay. I don't like certain people sitting at this table, but I can still be cordial, you know. And I love that she was just like, you know, this is like, like, I'm like, no, this was wrong. Like, this was wrong. And the fact that <laughs> other people sitting there acting like, I, I don't know. It's just to when me. They, when Giselle said, that Mia is your friend. You need to be defending her. And she said, I'm friends with everybody, including your raggedy too. I was <laughs> laughing. I was Exactly. So shut the fuck up, bitch. Like, girl. I, 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 just, up. I was nowhere good when she said that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Real Housewives of Potomac. I know y'all like for us to talk about it. So there's yeah. that. Yeah, I'm excited for the reunion. I don't think that um, it, to me, they need to have like a call in, like live call in type of thing going on mm-hmm. because I feel like y'all pick and choose your questions. And I don't know, Andy, mm-hmm. I don't know. No, I agree. <laughs> I'm actually about to figure out, I'm going to tweet from the Just Let It Glow page so that we can have our questions and for the reunion when they were No, real shit, them. like, because I have a lot of questions. I have a whole lot. I'm going to hit X Andy. <laughs> it's very it's very telling a lot of this and someone said that Giselle is about to be like the Lisa Renna of the show where it's like you are so biased that it's so unentertaining it's not entertaining nobody wants gonna want you on the show I because you're, Giselle. you're literally lying like I can't stand it y'all are being y'all are being filmed and you lie because mm-hmm. they'll create the storyline and all it'll take is the for at the reunion for it to be just dismissed that you lied because you lied for freaking fourteen episodes. Absolutely, uh, aggravating. Um, what else? So in sad news, um, a young woman named Shanquilla Robinson was passed away while on a vacation in um, Cabo, Mexico, in our very end of October. And allegedly her friends on the trip told her parents as well as medical advisors that came to see about her was that she was suffering from um, alcohol, poisoning. alcohol poisoning. However, once the everyone returned back home and her parents were able to get an autopsy, her body was sent back. It was then reported that she didn't die from alcohol poison, but instead a broken neck and mm. a bruised spinal cord. Um, then a video of Shanquilla and another person, another woman, um, I'm, I'm blanking on the name right now. Sorry. It begin with a D. Dejeuner or something like that, right? Yeah, something like that. But another young woman that they had a fight and in the video you can see two women and one is blatantly like attacking the other. Did you watch it? Yeah, I seen it. Mm -hmm. I didn't see it. So you see uh, the person that they believe is Shankula is, well, they actually say her name in the video so we can go on and say that it's her. She's Mm -hmm. very petite in height and weight. The person, the other person is like about Natasha's height, like five, nine-ish. 
a that's little thicker. I don't know my height. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Like about five nine. I'm you five eight. I mean? Don't try to make me taller. I'm oh, five eight. Well, she's actually taller than you. <laughs> she looks a little taller, but like the Shanquilla looks like about five three, five four ish. And she was yeah. naked, right? That's what I she heard. Had on in the video, she had like a bikini on. Okay. Um, I think like she was like exposed later. Um, but yeah, so the other woman is, you know, just started fighting her. She never fights back. And in the video, you hear someone saying, well, at least fight the bitch back, you know, Shanquilla. Mm. And then it goes off. They then told her mom, oh, that wasn't her in the video fighting. And the mom's like, I can tell that's my daughter. And y'all said her name in the video. Wow. You know? Does this is the video start from the beginning of the fight or like mid fight? Literally the beginning. So she not so the, the girl just walks up to her and starts hitting her. The girl basically just like throw your shit up. That's where it starts. Oh wow! Where the girl basically said throw your shit up. So as of yesterday, I'm going to pull up. Whew, so I'm gonna pull up um, a medical report that came out. Most recently, and it says that this is from the neighborhood talk. So it says, neighbors, more information is being revealed about the death of Shanquilla Robinson, and the reports are very contradicting to say the least. The Charlotte Observer was able to obtain the official police report, and turns out Shanquilla was alive when paramedics first arrived on the scene, despite initial reports claiming that she died 15 minutes after sustaining injuries. The information from the police report shows that at 2.13 p.m. on October 29th, which was a Saturday, medical help was summoned to Villa Linda 32. The vacation home Shankula and others were staying in in Cabo. About an hour later, the doctor from a local hospital arrived to treat Robinson. It is unclear in the police report excerpt who called for medical help. But the reporting person is listed as Winter Donovan, one of six people identified as person Robinson as a person Robinson was traveling with. The doctor says she was told Robinson had a lot had drunk a lot of alcohol, and the medical call was for Robinson to be given an IV. The police record indicates the doctor found a female understood in the report to be Robinson with stable vital signs, but dehydrated, unable to communicate verbally and appearing to be inebriated. The doctor reported that she believed Robinson needed to be transferred to the hospital, but her friends insisted that she be treated in the villa. The doctor, Gutierrez, Dr. Gutierrez, attempted an IV, but was reportedly unsuccessful. After an hour of treatment, she began to have a seizure. The convulsions from the seizure lasted less than a minute. Donovan then called 911 again, to get an ambulance to the house around 4.20. The doctor, along with a friend, began administering CPR at 4.49 p.m. No, after no pulse was de- detected. Police arrived and talked with the paramedic who was treating Robinson at 5.25 p.m. Paramedics reportedly administered a total of 14 rounds of CPR, five doses, doses of adrenaline, and six D, um, AED shots. Without success, unable to revive Robinson, the doctor declared her as dead at five fifty-seven. So, <laughs> what? I, but before I ever read this, I said to my friend um, Allison, we were talking about it, and I was like, "Well, before we say like the the, 
the people like attack her is the reason like she broke her neck. I said from the fight, it, the girl was attacking her, but I don't think the girl was like that great at fighting. Okay. Um, I just didn't. I wasn't too sure if that is what happened. I said, well, what if it's like you know how like in America we have laws called like the Good Samaritan Law. So yeah. it's basically when you do CPR, you and if something happens like um while you're trying to attempt CPR, you won't be held liable. So right. like breaking a rib or something. Yeah, breaking a rib, breaking a neck or something like that, or someone having a seizure and you're unable to like you didn't know what to do or you didn't do it fast enough. That's in America. We had those good Samaritan laws. I don't know. I was like, I don't know if they have that other places. So did she get hurt during CPR or did she pass prior? Because all of this information wasn't out. But what I will say is, I don't want to say be careful who you're traveling with, Mm. but be careful (laughs) while you're traveling. We all want to have fun and be drunk. We all want to, you know, just live life and have experiences but I would just say, you know, because I'm pretty sure she felt like she could trust the people that she went on this trip with. But mm. it's also, it's just to say, be careful while you're there. Pay attention to your surroundings. Make sure that you are able to speak for yourself during any situation. Learn the customs of the land. If any, if anything, you know, be able to protect yourself as much as possible. You know, because mm, you know, her best friend was on that trip. These are people she went to college with. So to that's say, what I wanted to know. You know, so how to, many people was it in total? It was six people, including her. So seven, yeah. Okay, seven people. One was her best friend. Yeah, and everybody else she went to college with. She said, "Yeah, we're friends from college." Was the best friend from college? Mm-hmm. I know I'm asking a lot of... Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe he went to the same school as well. So these are people... How old was she? Um, I want to say 25, maybe. So it's like people she just met a few years ago. I mean, it depends on how you view college, <laughs> you know. Mm, yeah. Child. I don't know. I just feel like... Did she feel like she could trust them? See, that's... So, well, all right. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, no. here's the thing, you know, like people go on these travel groups and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And there, there's travel clubs and there's things like that where people go to, you know, that's why I say I don't want to say like you just have to just only go on trips with people you've known a million years because obviously she went with people. But I think just being careful, you know what I mean? Like I know people that have done travel groups. And never had anything like this happen. Did they ever say what what the fight stemmed from? Like the people that's supposed to be her friends? Um, no. There's been like I feel like with this case, the main issue problem is that it's too many rumors and there's too many people talking and putting stuff out there that nothing really seems real. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's like no official reason, and they're they're denying that there was even them in the video that they were fighting. They're denying. Who leaked yeah. the video? That's what I want to know. How did the video come out? I don't. So I think someone posted it in their close friends and somebody screen record or someone sent it to somebody. I'm not sure. 
it has yet to be said who leaked the video. But what's mm. also is interesting is that now with that new report is that, you know, apparently when the medics got there, it didn't seem like she had like, well, she obviously, you know, like a broken neck or anything. It seems like once they tried to give her CPR, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, my thing is, if I had to go to a Mexican hospital or something, just send me. <laughs> like, if I have to go, just send the person. Like, call the embassy. Make sure that you are documenting what is happening. You know, be Why very. Why are you lying and saying that I was I had alcohol poisoning? There's just no alcohol in her system. Yeah, like that's the part that I'm really. Conf- that's the part that's like makes it seem very suspicious. Like, oh, I mean, well, besides what you just read, like, oh, so they overemphasized that they didn't, they didn't want her to go get treatment somewhere else. So who the fuck does that? From an interview that I saw with the father, he says that they alleged and told her mom that the Mexican hospital wouldn't let her be seen without five thousand dollars cash. I ain't never heard of that familiar emergency. Yeah. So in any country, because I've heard people have, um, I forgot who it was that went away and they had to go to the ER and they had a tab. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you might have got billed, but I mean, I mean, people go out the country to get surgeries. Right. So, like, I don't be fucking for real. And at that point, I'm pretty sure my family will make sure that the $5,000 is there. It's my fucking but, life. They didn't yeah. say, give me the money right here and right now, or we ain't going to take her. Like, like, I just, let's see, this is, so that's my point about the friend thing, right? I don't believe that, because um, I seen, that was like the narrative. Oh, fake, fake friends. I don't believe that these people were fake. I believe they were exactly how the fuck they were in this video. And that's why you need to watch the company you fucking mm-hmm. keep. In general. Period. Point blank. Just like I was saying about Mia and that fucking girl. It's certain dynamics I feel like. And you know, I don't know. And I swear I don't want to be offensive. But I know that when people pass away, they become angelic in their behaviors, right? Mm-hmm. The way the narrative is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of person she was. Mm-hmm. Like she could have been the same way. Um, so, you know, if that's the, that's the case, then that should be, you know, to me, a warning for people that hang in groups like that. Like, you know, to me, if you're my best friend, I'm pretty sure you didn't have a great character before this trip. This wasn't your first time instigating some shit with me. This ain't the fucking first time. Mm -hmm. Like this ain't all of that whole dynamic to me. None of that shit was you know, something that was foreign to her. I believe you already had certain instances. I don't know. I know people, like you said, there's a lot of narratives, so I don't want to run with uh, assumptions, but I'll just say this. I feel like vibrational-wise, they already acted that way. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't ever feel comfortable going out of anybody's country with people like the fuck that. It's one thing we home, we go to the club or something like that. You know, they they a good time. Normally people like that are normally a good time because it's a bunch of fucking drama. They always into some shit. It's stuff like that. It just seems like that's the type of energy that they gave me, right? Like, that's cool here. I'm not going the fuck away unless I have people around me that I fucking trust. Like, I'm just, I'm not doing it. I'm, there's certain things I refuse to fucking do. And that is one of them. And it's very unfortunate this girl lost her life. I really hope that they get down to 
you know, what really happened with her. But the fact, the other part that I don't like, I did see that fucking boy's live. That one boy that said that mm-hmm. he wasn't there, he came late, and oh, she was alive, this. My whole thing is, you're not even, I under, I'm like, okay, if it was me and like the, the world or the country was coming at me and like accusing me of killing somebody or being a part of it, would I go on live and be unemotionally oh, defending no. myself? Because there was no emotion. It, to me, it's not like you crying like, yo, like, I really fucking loved her. That was my friend. It's like, yo, I wasn't even out there. I swear to God, I show you my itinerary. Like, it was that. Yeah. Like that, my, The way I think of it is if that was my best friend, I was flying in and she's telling me like she had a fight before. One, I'm whooping ass when I get there. Two, mm-hmm. bitch, we already got our own villa. We get right. in. Like, I'm making sure that I got some other accommodations. I'm getting my money back. We're going to, you can find an Airbnb. I will go back home. You know what I mean? There is nothing for you to go to the airport and say, I want to transfer my flight. What's the difference? Mm -hmm. I'm ready to go. You know what I mean? Right. You know, um, I just think that's more so, there's a, I said this, it's a lot of people I won't go on a trip with. Just because right. of how they act, period, that right. I just can't do. I agree. But like, that's just, how it should it be. Just, I can't do. Now, what I will say is, I don't want to say like, oh, you know, like nothing about doing travel groups. Because I know people that have done. But the thing with the travel groups are, you don't have to be up under people. You know? Right. Like, right. what it's an itinerary. itinerary. We do these events. If you get along with these people, you might do outside stuff with them. Traveling is a beautiful, beautiful thing. But that's why I just say, make sure, like, if you are on a trip like this and things are feeling weird, make sure that you, you know, got your P's and Q's about you. Call your people. If you don't got the money to find you somewhere else to stay, one thing about it, I'm calling my people and I'm I'm either going to have a flight back home Um. or I might have different accommodations. But, and I remember um, this girl on TikTok last year, she went to Tulum with like her best friend and her and a best friend kept bickering. And then a the best friend like was trying to act like she wanted to fight her. So she picked all of her shit up. She called her a cab and she found another Airbnb. And she should have. And she said, I don't care how much money it costs. I don't care. I'm going to pay for it later. I'll pay it on the back. And I just don't want to be there. Right. And that's sometimes when you go on these trips, that's what you have to do. And I, mm-hmm. it's so funny because I'm, I'm in my 30s, right? right? When I go on trips, my mom has to hear from me several times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. she wants to see. She wants to meet me on FaceTime. She want to feel the vibe. Who's in the room? Who's there? What y'all doing today? Where y'all going? Oh, okay. Right. You know, where's the address? Where are you staying at? Where's your, your flight itinerary? All of that stuff. And to other people who don't have parents like that, you might feel like it's overbearing. I'm the same way with her. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm no, her as child. it should be. As and it I'm should be, her child. You know right. what I mean? It's just out of a country. I need to know everything that's going on because in the event that anytime you go somewhere, I want to be able to go get you. You know what I mean? Right. You know, I, you know, one of my sisters are on a trip. I'm going to make sure I got some money put aside just in case we got to get them a flight back. You know, mm. like it just it is what it is, and it's it's just sad. I'm glad they were able, 
you know, to get her body back to mm. home because that's mm-hmm. very, very rare to be able to do that. Um, mm. I just think that the social media people that start with the rumors because it was a lot of egregious things being said and it really just disrupts like investigations and start trying to be investigators and figure out what was wrong. None of y'all niggas was there. Some and things was, keep, I did hear some disrespectful shit. It was so disrespectful. I, so I see only like one thing. Um, it was so many weird things. It was so many things, weird things, and I just feel like, dang, when they try, when the FBI tried to like piece stuff together, they're gonna have to like get rid of everything (laughs) and start from scratch because y'all have been saying all types of stuff. It's just so sad. I just I I couldn't imagine. It absolutely. I didn't look at the funeral. I know they came up on my for you page on YouTube. I would not fucking click on that. Um, I couldn't imagine my daughter going away and coming back like that. I just couldn't, uh, I, it just, it bothered me so much. Like it just, just her being a black woman, the fact that she didn't fight back. And I'm like, people always, um, you know, talk so tough. Everybody, oh, you should have got the fuck up. She should at least, and we might all feel that way, but everybody is not the fuck like that. And, and maybe mm-hmm. she wasn't feeling good then. Maybe that could have be, even be a thing. Maybe it was already some other shit going mm-hmm. on with that fucking girl. You get what I'm saying? Like, so mm-hmm. it's just like you said, I don't want to speculate, but I just feel like I didn't like that either. Like people, you know, everybody is not confrontational or even if somebody is fucking with them, everybody's not like that. And that's okay mm-hmm. too. I, I don't like that. You know, that some people won't defend themselves, but some people just won't. It's just fucked up. It's so fucked up. Like you said, I pray for a family. The holidays is here. And it's it's just sad. I can't imagine. I just can't imagine going And I just say this. Like, even if I wanted to fight somebody, like, I've been on things where people have gotten on my damn nerves. And all I said right. to myself is, I'll never go on a trip again. You never again. <laughs> right. And you know like, the fuck I can say the same. You know what? <laughs> but oh. it, I, I know other people be like, you know what? I'm not going to do this with you here when we in this other country, especially in Mexico. We're going right. to deal with this when we get home. And it just right. it is what it is. To sit there and fight on vacation, oh, you have to be crazy. It's just, just like mm. it's it's just it's all crazy. I really pray. I wonder, you know, how this unfolds. I pray that they get the justice. And I hope that the people in Mexico are reporting correctly. And yeah. that's a whole nother thing that things, you know, are being reported correctly, that there isn't no cover up. Like it you know what I mean? Yeah. To me, if it's like, you know, if it was like a medical thing, like where y'all trying to save her and it's become this big sensationalized things and it was actually an accident on the part of the medics or something, like I hope it's actually reported and it's, you know, sound and correct, you know? So I really hope the FBI gets involved, you know? I thought they were. Like since yeah, so I think much they were on. willing to get involved, but then like I don't know, it's been so many stories day to day with this. Right. So if they're involved, I hope they really um, take their time and figure out what happened to this girl. And I just hope everyone continue to be safe while traveling. You know, like life yeah. is obviously way too short, and don't get don't get yourself in some shit that you can't get out of just based off temporary emotions. And I agree with what you said. I don't like, um, and I know because I know we get for time, but um, in regards to not, you know, reacting right then and there, because we are away. Like, you know, 
I, you know, I, that's my thing. I don't, if we out and about and we bickering amongst ourselves, we look fucking weak. That's the first thing. But we need to have each other's back right now. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not the fuck home. So you need me just like the fuck I need you, bitch. We need to all be together. Like, you know, but to mm-hmm. me, they get the type of people that you, you know, drunk as shit and they'll just leave you at some nigga house and leave. Like, yeah. but that's neither in or there. Yeah. Hopefully it'll that's work out. That's why I say out. I agree. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think you're supposed to, like, if for nothing else, I'm going to make sure you're okay. Absolutely. You yeah. know? And that's why I said, like, those travel groups, a lot of people want to travel. And to be able to do that is safe. So that's why I'm like, oh, oh, make sure you know everybody. Shit. You can, obviously, you can know people for years. You know? Oh, that shit it's don't more matter. so being, being cognizant of your surroundings. That's it. Yeah. So... Do you think we got time to chat about a glow up or shit? I think so. I mean, look, it's been too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel like we can okay. throw that in there. So for there the glow up, um, I just want to talk about like finding our passions, being focused, moving forward. Like it's the end of the year wrap up. Like what has yeah. been some things that we have been focused on? What are some things that we're passionate about that just really like you really want to see in fruition, like how are we going to go about getting these things and everyone else, like if you listen, share, share with us or don't share, um, let us know some things, how ways that you focus on the things that you want to achieve. So for me, I'll say this. I have been very good lately at writing things down and journaling it, like things that I know, like, I want to focus on, right? Uh-huh. My problem is I get fixated on one of these things where I need to get fixated on all of them. So one of the things I wrote down and I put a date on it, right? Okay. In April, I wrote it down, I put a date on it, right? And I was working diligently at this thing, like balls to the wall, focus, super hyper, super hyper focus. A couple of days ago, I just went to pick up my journal and I was just looking through it just to see some of the goals that I had wrote down prior to see like where I am with it. So I was like, I did it just to put myself down because I felt like I didn't achieve shit. You know, like I I didn't do what I said I was going to do. So I looked up and I wrote down, y'all know I found a new job. So I wrote down like I want to be placed in a better space where I can where opportunities will flow, that I'm more comfortable, that I'm able to grow within a company. Like, I wrote all of that shit down. Mm-hmm. And I put the date of October, August, I said August 31st, 2022. Right. Right? I never looked back at that journal entry ever. Right? Mm-hmm. So when I wrote that, I said, that's crazy. I think I, think I got my job offer that day. So really? I went back and looked, and I got it the day before. Oh, shit. Right? right? So I'm like, oh, shit. That's the only thing I put a date on. Wow. That's the only thing I put a date on. Does that make you feel um, like justified in the manifest, like the power of manifestation? Yeah, that wasn't the first time that has happened. But okay. it was to the point where I forgot totally about it, you know? Right. And I think it That's makes That's what they me, tell you to do. Yeah. It they made, say write it and forget it. 
Yeah, I totally forgot about it. And it made me be like, damn, I kind of need to write it down, put a date on a lot of the things I want to do. Right. Because it must be in my subconscious mm-hmm. that I'm on a time crunch. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're telling the universe. And, you threw it out there. Yeah, and there's a lot of things I'm passionate about. There's a lot of things that will be happening soon that I just right. feel like I really need to write this shit down, put a date on everything, and really like do this shit for real. You know what I mean? Because right. this is like the second time, like I no, this is like the third time that I wrote a date down on something, and the shit happened by that date. That is so this crazy. is like in the last since twenty twenty, like since that happened, well, since I've been writing things down during like new moon rituals, during full moons, during like times where I just really feel like overwhelmed. You know, yeah. writing thing. This is the third time that I can recall in the last three years, two years. When do you know when it's the new moon? We got to add. Um, yeah, usually um, different like spiritual advisors and stuff that I follow usually um, announce or Naya. Naya rules. Y'all follow her on Instagram. She usually posts when it's a new moon. So I'll she? just start my rituals. Mm-hmm. She usually oh. like share stuff. So that's usually when I can see. Also, your phone tells you. You can look it up. Um, they say to, you know, clean your space, uh, meditate, journal mm. some things, some intentions. Right. Um, you can take a goddess bath. You know, just really try to, like, clear your space, clear your mind, sage your home, and sit with your thoughts and things that you want to achieve. But, yeah, that has... Apparently that is working for me. Right. And I think I need to, you know, there's some other things I want to achieve. So I think I'm going to have to like really believe that I can do the things that I want. You well, know? do you feel like you you didn't be- like you did believe before, but you don't believe what you want to do in the future? I feel like the things <laughs> that I was able to achieve were very practical. You know, like uh-huh. you have no okay. choice but to do this. You know what I mean? But I, but it's not the fact that I got it done. It's the fact that I got it done by those dates. Yeah, but it or ain't on. no. Like, that ain't practical. I feel like that's major shit. No, 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 no. The accomplishment <laughs> was practical. Yeah, but, but even that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think that that's. I, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like yeah, these like, are like they significant were things. things. Yeah, they were significant. They were very big things. But yeah, so I don't know. I think some stuff, like I just, I like I said, when I first started, I got fixated on these things. Okay. And I was working diligently on it. And I don't know if it was because subconsciously I remembered that I had a deadline. Yeah, you know probably. what I mean, and other probably. things I just wrote down, but I didn't have a deadline to do it, right? You know, so well, and also too, it's probably you know when you really want something, you really pour into it, like it becomes mm-hmm. like you said, like really like you know focused on it. That's what you like putting effort into. Mm-hmm. So you always want to because that's. That's what you're trying to accomplish. And it is, I do believe it is also 
uh, a subconscious thing. Mm-hmm. I do agree. I definitely. Yeah. I've never put a date on my stuff. I've wrote stuff down, but I've never did that. I've yeah. never put um, a specific a specific date or even like a general date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I even did that shit. Like mm, I, yeah, I, I, I originally got that from. Um, mine when we started the podcast, she was like, "Just put a date, and then that way you can hold yourself accountable." But right. I knew that date. I never really put a date down and then forgot about the shit until after it happens. I'm like, "Wait, you know, let me look back." Like I wanted to, like when I first got back into writing, I wanted to get a couple of chapter chapters done by this date. Right, and I looked, I wrote it down in my um planner like for a couple of weeks ahead and I went to that date because I was I was writing stuff down for like a, something else and I looked and I said oh shit I did do that mm-hmm. I did That's it by that date like, I didn't that even, shit off yes yeah, I, I didn't even realize <laughs> it you know so it, right. it's really cool it's a really cool thing and I think there's some things that I really have to I have to just start believing that I can do the things that I would like to you know yeah and I definitely feel like this should be even more of a like I said earlier like a, you know okay this is verifying it I'm doing the right thing I'm on the right track mm-hmm. you know I just gotta stay focused and it's okay to you know doubt things that you um haven't done because it's something that you haven't done so mm-hmm. you don't know what it looks like or how it may manifest um mm-hmm. But I think that's a great thing. Like, it's like a really, um, it's very inspiring. Oh, Um, I'm going to put a date on my, I'm going to put a date on my shit as soon as we get off here. I like my white and green candles. I like my colored oh, candles. Right. So start looking, look up into what candles mean and. I usually, like, when we record the podcast, I usually, like, light my green candle for prosperity, for us to gain more listeners, for us to gain more opportunities, and a white candle. I didn't do it today because I was working at first, but a white candle to, like, clear the air and make sure, like, we're able to communicate. Like, I don't know. Everybody's not into manifestation, and y'all feel like it takes in place of prayer and things but it's been working for me i believe in god so you know he hears my manifestations he hears my prayers and obviously i'm you know thinking about i'm doing the work never nothing came to me i actually put forth Mm -hmm. the effort so hopefully me writing down the list going forward of other things it will help me hold myself accountable and put forth the effort not saying right. that I'm going to force myself to get things done by these dates, but just work at every day a little bit at something. I'm really willing to try that because there is some stuff that has been on my list for some time that has not changed. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I understand. Um, I'll say I've been, it's, a, it's actually a lot, but I'll just say, because I don't really want to say too much, but I will say I have been um, very passionate about being the person that I say I want to be. And I feel like I've never really took steps to be that person. Right. And like, even with um, like Potomac, for, for example, watching that was like, 
you know, okay. I knew a confirmation that I need to pull away from this type of shit. Mm-hmm. I don't like the feeling I got from watching it. I don't like seeing grown women behaving this way because mm-hmm. what it made me think of is, you know, I have people in my life that are grown women that think this is okay. And I'm like, well, is the chicken before the egg type of a mm-hmm. thing where do, you know, these women on TV act like this because we, we act this way culturally or do people see this on TV and then we absorb it and then act this way. Um, but I've been reading a lot. That's been a big thing. Like yes. I don't turn my TV on like that anymore. I, you know, I, like I told you, my daughter, she likes certain shows. So we do watch things together, but um, you know, I go to bed, you know, listening to motivational videos. I've been doing this for a few months now. Like I don't, it's certain things I refuse to have around me. I don't, you know, I've been really trying to minimize um, gossiping or anything that I feel like is not where I want to be. Like I'm thinking mm-hmm. about going back to church. Like I really oh, want to, because right. it's a certain way that I see myself. And I'm like, like you said, it's one thing to write shit down, but it's another to actually put it into practice mm-hmm. and, I'm like, you know, but I'm very, you know, I'm very private. So like, I don't like talking about things because I just want to do it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to, you know, put it on this. Oh, look, I'm I'm not going to post a meme about what I'm doing. But, you know, it's the topic. So I'll talk about it. But I don't. That's where my passion is right now is I see that girl. I see her. And I know is I know mm-hmm. that's where I need to be at. And, you know, even with the thing with like Shankula and stuff like that, it just made me like, OK, so this is why, like, you know, you have to be a certain way. Get yourself together and then you can expand. And the people that are supposed to be, you know, around you and have that same type of energy will be around you. Like, you can't just be, you know, I feel like you have to have some type of focus in regards to what you want to do. And and other things I want to do, of course, you know, material-wise and, you know, as far as, like, work and stuff like that. But the main thing is I know it's me. Like, Mm -hmm. I know I have a lot of anger in me. Um, I've been having a lot of anger issues probably for, like, two years now, two, three mm-hmm. years, like where it's heightened. And I'm like, I don't like that. I don't like feeling. And then it's like an explosion. And you <sighs> no, I won't even beat. say that because I don't feel like I explode like that. I feel like I just be so angry. Like it's mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm always ready to explode. Like, okay, yeah, well, or yeah. kind of like ready to be confrontational kind of or you know, certain things that I know is not who I genuinely am at the core. It's, I feel like it's somebody mm-hmm. I felt like I had to become in order to survive in this world. And, you mm-hmm. know, it's, and it's not, I want to go back to the other girl. Like, I want to go back to, you know, I can be, you know, a nice person, even if somebody's nasty to me or say things I don't like, or, you know, I don't, I don't have to feel like, oh, I got to get this person back or I don't want to be that way. So I've been just really passionate about that. Just mindful of, you know, just my mental health. Like, it's very important to me. I'm trying to monitor the way that I eat things. I, You know, somebody told me yesterday, like I was coming down, I was real hype on the side. But, you know, it's just things like that. Like, I just want to um, just be a better person. And, you know, I try to, and, and when I do look at TV, I try to watch, um, 
things that's helping me grow. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's certain things I want to do in life that I, it's out, I'm out of my element. So in order to learn it, it's like I'm taking myself kind of to school a little bit. And, it's, mm-hmm. you know, so that's a big part of it, too. Like, OK, well, I have to, you know, really focus. I'm teaching myself. I'm being hands on. Like, I'm really, really trying to be the person I want to be. And because I don't want to wait till the new year. I don't feel like right. I'm too old for that shit. Like, I, this is the time now. I, mm-hmm. I, You know what? I will say, you know what? No. In my head, I do have a, a, a date. And it is by the time I'm 40, I know how the fuck I'm going to be. Like, mm-hmm. I know how. Not questioning, am I going to be there? I am going to be there. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was tested last night. Um, we had ordered food and from fucking Applebee's. I don't really care for them, but whatever. Order food. I go all the way there. It's like maybe 15 minutes from my house. Come back home. My mashed potatoes is not the fuck in this container. And I was so mad. So I called. And the lady's like, oh, what can we do to help you? Can we give you dessert? I said, I don't want no dessert. So I'm like, well, you know, I drive back and the whole ride, I'm pissed. Because mind you, I didn't fucking eat yesterday. And it's like 545 at this point. So I'm pissed. Like, I'm like, I've been in traffic all day. I just came home from work. I just want to fucking just eat and I can't even eat. And I had to talk to myself in the car. And I said, you know what, Mm -hmm. Lord? Let This is, you're purposely giving me the situation. I can hear him in my head saying, Tasha, see, this is what you're trying to change. You're getting upset. And I said, you know what? No, let me just calm down. It is what it is. Accidents happen. Just go get your food. And they wound up giving me a free appetizer. And then they gave me another coupon for the next time getting a free appetizer. So that was cool, you know. But that's what I'm just saying. Like, I just want to focus on that. Like, I I really, really want to be a better person. I don't, um, I do believe you attract certain uh, energies to you because of yourself. And I don't want to do that anymore. Like, especially when it comes to dating, that's a whole nother thing. So I definitely agree. I think, I think I've been doing the same thing, like for a couple of years now, but like more recently being very aware. I, I think like changing environments a lot have been, I've been learning a lot about myself and like I was talking to my therapist and we were just discussing certain things and I was like, you know, I just don't react like I used to. Like, I just don't really react. Like I just, I let, I just let things rock, you know? And I have to do that because to be honest, sometimes it's just, I really don't be caring. (laughs) <laughs> right. Right. I just right. I really realized like in recent like years it's like to be honest Deandra, you really don't care what these people do right. Right. it's just annoying you're just yeah. annoying and you're inconvenienced and you don't like that you, you right. have a control like you don't like for people to inconvenience you you don't mm-hmm. like for people to to like just like I'm, I've always been like a very um like I told you before, I love to read. Like I've always been very like a quiet, sit in a corner. Like I need that me time type of person. So right. like if you interrupt my piece, like I would be like pissed off, like in yeah. any facet. But it's yeah. like, girl, you just irritated because they kind of annoyed you. But <laughs> there's a lot, you know. I agree. There's a lot I want to change as a person as well, and um, you know, just holding yeah. myself accountable about how I react to things, what I do, who I'm around. And I think by me becoming a better me, it helps 
I don't want to say like I'm inspiring other people or influencing. I think it helps me see who's around me. Right. And to, I think it like changes like a lot of different people as well. Because right. like now I'm not as accepting of a lot of shit as I used to be. So I mm. think like people have to know like to be in my spirit, be in my space, you kind of have to adjust as well. Right. You know? And that's as it should be. And I, and I love that. It and it makes be. me very comfortable and very happy about the people that I have around me because I never like say like, oh yeah, I don't want to do that because it's toxic. Or, you know, like right. I'm not in that space. It's just like, oh, I'm not comfortable. I don't want to do this. Or, you know, like I don't do certain things I used to do. Or And I think everyone that I'm around is kind of growing at a similar pace. Right. And it, it's, it's great for me, you know, it's, it's yeah. great to see. And those well, days, I, and it's so funny because I was just realizing like someone that I was cool with, I'm like, damn, like nothing happened between us, but we just not compatible, you know? Right. And it's nothing like no beef, but it's just not compatible right now because I'm nowhere near that type of person anymore. Right. And I feel like, you know, um, whatever it is that you guys want to do, um, you definitely should take note to what DeAndre said about, you know, putting a date on it, holding yourself accountable and whatever your passion is, even if it's just, I don't fucking know. I just want to paint again or, yeah. you know, I, I want to sell apples on the freeway. Right. Like, <laughs> right, like or you just want to, oh, I never knew how to break dance. So I don't fucking know. Like, just do that shit because honestly, this world we live in and tomorrow's not promised. And, you know, the main thing is, I feel like with all of this is being happy. Like whatever it is that keeps you happy and keeps you content, that's what you should be aiming to do every day unapologetically. Mm-hmm. Be be that person driving to your passions. And, you know, I feel like all the chips will fall the way it's supposed to um, at the end. So, But you definitely got to do the work, though. Like mm-hmm. you said, like you can't just write something. I think some people think you just got to write it down. No, you have like, to you, definitely you got put to, that work in. And it's, and, and it's a lot of work. Like it's not, to me, for me personally, it's 24-7. Like, it's always, mm-hmm. I've been up since three o'clock this morning. Like, I, I just, that's just the way I'm wired now. Mm-hmm. Everything is very, very different. Like, you just, you know, I feel like once you you find out what your patience, some people don't know their patience. So I want to say that might be a thing too. Finding out what it is uh, you want to be passionate about. Maybe you don't want to be passionate. I don't know. Whatever maybe it you is. Don't want, maybe you want to be passionate about not being passionate. Right. <laughs> and, and maybe that's that. a great thing to do. And maybe that. Exactly. Um, but whatever that is, whatever that looks like for you, we hope that, you know, this helps. We hope that you're having a great Thanksgiving. You're enjoying yes. good food um, for those, you know, that are not able to be around family or missing family members our hearts our prayers hope you're having a great day as best as you can and um enjoy the break take your time and be kind to yourselves during this holiday and be kind to others you know you never know anyone else's story all right absolutely and um i guess we'll see you next time bye